0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you, or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so
3: are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira.
2: The wait is over, guys.
3: All Stars for is
1: Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Tuesday, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon.
6: Hobo. Well,
7: you
1: know, you know. Every once in a while, still
7: surprises me. Not expecting it, and then I hear the hobo. No, well, you wait there. to see which of the many drops at the disposal of one DJ Alex Teichert is going to be there for you. Uh, sometimes you're anticipating a, a nod uh, to being an ass man. Sometimes it's the hobo representative I'm an ass Sometimes man. it's just a gong. You just never know. I, I like that just
1: for no reason sometimes in my timeline, people just on Twitter, people just hobo. send me pictures of like a
7: like an old-fashioned hobo like on a train from like, you know, 50 years ago. <laughs> <A> giant <laughs> stick with the uh, rag tied at the end with all my worldly possessions. Uh, Sometimes I don't think that's a bad way to go. All right, that's where you go. Every, to every now and again, I mean, I, I think there might be some excitement to be had on the road. Just walking now, down the train tracks on a night-to-night basis is is kind of an, an interesting uh, proposition. But you know, hey, uh, that, that's the thing. We, we just keep the line moving, and as long as you've got a little bit of technology at your disposal, you could tell some some tremendous tales. I bet you that could be a real hit on Instagram and TikTok. No question about it. Trying to hop a freight from Rockford to Racine. You guys going that way? I got some stories for you. We got a stick. I got some marshmallows.
1: We can do it. We can do it in the boxcar all the way through. Oh, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see. Just whistling as you're walking down the track like some kind of crazy, you know, maybe the Super Bowl
7: shuffle as you're whistling down, getting ready to go on. I can picture that. Yeah, I, I was walking the dog and whistling along, and I had uh, some guy who had his window down in his car at a stoplight tried to guess the song, and he was terribly off. But he tried, <laughs> so I, I give him credit.
1: <laughs> Twitter and about a fresca. Mike, at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Uh, going to the third period right now, Eastern Conference Final. Who will play Joe Sackick and the Avalanche? In the Stanley Cup final, the Lightning lead the Rangers 2-0, going to the third period. Tampa Bay trying to tie the series up at two games apiece. Uh, We'll have more on this because, look, the uh, Avalanche could be sitting around for a while after their sweep of the Edmonton Oilers as uh, Rangers and Lightning. This looks like it's destined to go seven. So uh, they may not play for about another three and a half weeks. So we're waiting. Oh, no,
7: that's good. And then, and then we'll have the obligatory, uh, it's already being written, the rest versus rust uh, segments that you get for playoff series, right? We always got to get one of those in. Is it better to be sitting around or do the older guys get rusty and give out the phone number and all the social media to chime in? It's like they're going to play a game. They're either ready to play or they're not. They're going to have a good game or they're not. There's no rhyme or reason to a lot of it. (laughs) Off nights happen. Go figure. Uh, Now, the big story from
1: the NFL today is uh, is one that's not – Look, it's not a great story, but it's an important story to talk about. We'll get into to why it's important to talk about it, obviously, in a couple minutes. But the new allegations and reports surrounding Deshaun Watson today are just... Uh, just mind-boggling. According to the New York Times, the Texans helped facilitate Deshaun Watson's desires to have massages away from the team, including reserving space at a Houston area hotel called the Houstonian. It's not known at this time uh, if the team knew how many massages he was getting or who was doing the massages. A team official also provided Watson with NDAs that he would ask masseuses to sign at appointments. So New York Times saying that the Texans helped book rooms for him for massages. There were NDAs at this uh, location when Deshaun Watson went for massages. Uh, Also in the report was that Watson booked massage appointments with at least 66 different women over 17 months from fall 2019 through spring 2021. All right, the list of 66 includes the 24 women who filed lawsuits against Watson, including two of them In the past week, Uh, you know, it starts off that this kind of piggybacks where we what we talked about last night is that this is this shows you how embarrassing this is for the Browns that they. You know, they bought this guy while this was still going on. Well, just because there was no grand jury indictment, we're in the clear, right? It's it's like a it's like a ten year old's uh, uh, understanding of the law. Oh, there's no time. We're in the clear. Let's do what we want. And now they're owning this absolute train wreck. And and the more time goes on, the more reports that come out. This has not been a great week for the NFL or for Watson to think that hey, maybe he didn't do this right. Sixty. Why are you booking appointments? appointments with 66 women over 17 months why do you have non-disclosure agreements when you when you're there for it why are all these women coming out against you and you saying i've never done anything incorrect how can we believe deshaun watson more importantly how can the nfl allow him on the field Right, I, I I said it last night and I doubled down on it today. I really can't see him playing football in 2022. I really can't, and I see it kind of proceeding, Mike, sort of how the how Major League Baseball did with Trevor Bauer, where this is nowhere near being solved, right? Trevor Bauer's case took a long time for police to look at. They had to talk to uh, the people involved. They had to do their their research, and it was it was a long time. And Trevor Bauer kept getting put on the commissioner's list. Hey, yeah, he's sitting out. He's sitting out. He's sitting out. And this happened for quite a long time until Major League Baseball came out with their Trevor Bauer decision. That's kind of how this is going to go. The NFL is going to eventually, when they're forced to, put him on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he sits, he doesn't play, it's not punishment, it's not, it's just you sit and you don't do anything. And he's going to be on that for quite a long time until this resolves itself. Because there's no way with this happening, he's on the field this fall. That would You talk about something that people would turn off the NFL in droves, that would be this. This is going to continue to go on. So he's going to be on the exempt list for for quite a long time, maybe even through the entire 2022 season, right? That, that he could be on the list that long. And now, not only that, but with this story from the New York Times, now the Texans are going to get investigated. You booked massages away from the team for this guy. Why did you do that? Why would you do that? Let now let's look into the Texans because for a day ago it was boy, look at the Texans. They got rid of Watson. They knew no. Now maybe oh, they knew he was getting massages away from the team. So you're going to see that for Deshaun. Watson an investigation for the Houston Texans and they're going to want his story to just be back page on the back burner they're going to look at how Major League Baseball treated Trevor Bauer and they're going to say we have to do the same thing with Deshaun Watson 2022 I don't see him on the field I I really can't
7: yeah as the details of this become more and more uh, transparent right and where you're seeing the the details from yesterday as we, we talked about we don't need to to go through all all of that because it's pretty grisly and uh, sorted uh, to say the least. That you know some some of the stuff you start wondering if it reopens criminal potential. So that that's certainly uh, something to watch. And now that the number is up to sixty six or more, right? Because that's what they uncovered uh, in this effort by the, by the New York Times that, you know, there's still potential for, for more. And we we'd been hearing that it was 50 plus, right, approximately. So it was at that 50-50 uh, ratio of those that had, had come forward and lodged a complaint. Now it's, all right, corroborating that and then going back to the Texans, All right, what exactly did they know in the processing? What did they do in terms of helping to set things up, right? What type of messaging back and forth in terms of expectation of the massage in the massage itself? And then whatever extras Watson you know, wanted allegedly. You know, was that put in writing anywhere, or is that all just verbal? Once in the room, uh, and, and so on. So that that's the question. You get into uh, can you get the data from any of the social media apps? Like it, it just keeps kind of spiraling. And for the league right now, they're just doing a no comment. But you've got the exempt list. You can have the agreement. Not that there was necessarily an agreement last year, but create the agreement of all right, you're not playing, you're not seeing the field, you are just in limbo. Because right, the Texans could have forced the issue last year by trying to put him on the field, right? Even though he said he didn't want to play there again, but you had the allegations that you know you you could have at least tried to push and nudge towards some some decision in 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 the league's New York offices at that point. So as we sit here now it just continues to spiral and for the texans who already had some other issues in the building in the past now now you open up and you become the latest organization where maybe you weren't seen as you know in the same terms as we're looking at the browns right now or or some of the other actions that have been out there but now you're on that short list of organizations where everybody's going all right if we're going to go after the players Make sure you know we uncover every stone in the decision makers' history with these cases: what they knew, how they acted, how they may have helped uh, further things, or where they didn't act to shut stuff down. And, and right now, for for the Texans, I, I got to imagine there's a lot of meetings going on between office executives and their legal representation to figure out exactly what the hell's going on and their potential liability. You know, and, and, and to go a little bit further than that, all situations like this, when you
1: look at it from a business perspective, are always optic situations as well. Right. And, and that's why the NFL, it, it, Roger Goodell has to say, we can't have this guy on the field. We can't have this guy in the field because it's already the beginning of June, right? We're talking about after this month, and in three weeks. We're talking about footballs here, man. I mean that which is which is great news for every other part of, of football, but for this part, it's hey, man, the season's coming, and we're not going to we're really going to get a resolution here. You have people just adding themselves to this list now, and new bombshell reports coming out. This ain't getting solved by the week after Labor Day. It's not happening, and 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 to put him on the field while. This is going on that would be something that is awful for the business that's where you're going to see nfl ratings down this week because what the watson story is no. going to be so entirely overwhelmed just watch it's going to be it's it, the, what the league is not going to be ready and they have to learn because the browns weren't ready for what happened they thought everything was going to be in the clear look how they mismanaged this situation the nfl is going to look at it and say okay we can't get caught uh, not on uh, not Not being ready for what the future might hold. Because we don't know where this is going to go if we allow him on the field and what that winds up looking for us. Because you've seen, you've seen you've seen before, hey, what why are ratings dropping? Are people rate people not watching because people are kneeling for the flag? Who knows? But the NFL has to look at this and go, We can't get caught like the Browns did. Because the Browns got caught thinking everything's gonna be fine. No, no, we can't let that happen. So him on the that's why I see that from him on the field. I, I can't see Goodell coming out with a statement saying, you know. Deshaun Watson gets to play. This is how it works. And we shrug our shoulders. That's not good enough in 2022.
7: Well, a couple of things. Uh, first off, for the, the Browns, I, I'm not so convinced that the outward message were the same that were in the building in terms of, you know, what the expectations were because they know there's a suspension coming. Right? And from their end, I think a lot of it was, is he going to be imprisoned? Because you'll take your chances with the CBA and the league in terms of what their adjudication of it all is. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying from a logistical business practice, it's we can get this guy and acquire this guy, and he's our leader. We may not have him for a while. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's longer, but it's a long play, right? So, again, people will make their decisions there. For the league as a whole – Look, once he actually gets back to training camp, you got 31 other teams that people are paying attention to in storylines. Right now, this is the only thing, so the microscope is on it. It doesn't mean that it goes away when the league year would begin, but Cleveland has two national games, and on a Sunday they get sucked up into the 10 a.m. Pacific Coast time with eight other games quite frequently. And on the broadcast, you can damn be sure that they're not going to be – fixated on that Uh, I'm sure there's an agreement that's already there it'll be addressed if he is on the field hell it's got to be addressed even if he's not but (laughs) the reality is I I think for the league show goes on right we talk about gambling we talk about daily fantasy we talk about the growth of the game and the, the continued I mean yeah you'll have a percentage that that shifts away in protest I don't think it's large enough that the league necessarily is is as concerned with the optics as perhaps they should be but I don't think the numbers will do it
1: uh, I, I do you want to take that gamble that's I, I, the, Do you want to take that gamble to the NFL? You've already seen how it's been mishandled a couple of times. I don't know if the NFL wants to take that yeah, risk Yeah, but in the that.
7: end, the the beat rolls on. The league keeps growing. The rights packages and more people that want to be involved with the NFL and hand over hundreds of millions of dollars at a time, that continues to grow, and it, and it goes unfettered, right? Deshaun Watson, you know, as bad and egregious as this is, he represents one guy out of... What is it? 1,800, 1900 guys. The rest yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's going to stand for the NFL if he's playing.
1: Look at the league. They allow this guy. He, he's the only story. I mean, that his his story will overwhelm
7: the other 1,800 guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case once you actually start playing, but okay. that's
5: just me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Everybody loves conversations about money, and, boy, do we have a money conversation for you right now. The Denver Broncos tweeting this out just a few moments ago. They have traded Russell Wilson to the Jet. The Denver Broncos tweeting this out a few (laughs) moments ago. The Broncos and the Walton Penner family have entered into a purchase and sale agreement to acquire the team. So Walmart heir Rob Walton, who we knew a few days ago, uh, had the winning bid to buy the Denver Broncos at $4.5 billion. He is going to own the Denver Broncos. The exact money is going to be, according to sources right now, a little bit north of $4.6 billion. This becomes the most expensive sale of any sports Franchise. The Broncos go for four point five. Billion dollars, which tells you the number one thing when you see all these evaluations. Whenever, whenever you see evaluations <laughs> for stuff, right, and Mike? I know you know you, you're because because you do all. Now, now I was going to say crypto. You do all the the, uh, the baseball <laughs> cards and, and and what people pay for cards and stuff, and and it, you can put a value on something and say this item, this piece of memorabilia, is worth say. A million dollars right hey it's all valued a million dollars well when that thing goes up for auction if someone pays two and a half million dollars for it guess what that baseball card is worth two and a half million dollars conversely if the next time someone wants to sell it the winning bid is one and a half million dollars guess what that baseball card is worth one and a half million dollars um the broncos 4.5 billion dollars. That's what they're worth. So all the evaluations of what teams are worth in different Mm -hmm. sports, you throw that right out the window because it's always worth what someone's going to pay for it. So I'll tell you this, right? Knowing the Broncos are worth four point five you go sold for four point five billion. If the following teams were put up for sale, now they're not. I don't want people to think they are up for sale. They're not up for sale. But it's they chaos. Put, They've they all will. been
7: all their owners have been relegated <laughs> and are forced to liquid, liquidate their assets.
1: <laughs> These Cohen had a good run. We all have to guy hey, stop. He's fine. He's going to buy Pete Alonso a new hand. Everything is going to be fine.
7: Uh, Is he going to get one of those Luke Skywalker hands? It's going to be great. (laughs) If he does, boy. mm,
1: Wouldn't have to worry about anything else, man. I'll tell you. I I can't wait for the next. Uh, Kenobi is tonight, right? Is Kenobi tonight at
7: midnight? Might be available right now.
1: Uh, to. you oh, go away a for a half hour. hour
7: on me. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. oh, I would go way longer than that. Like I would give you the whole next hour. So because it's gonna be less than, just, maybe like fifty-five minutes. Oh, long. I don't know. We'll see. I think so. Uh, so like for instance, the last time the Broncos were evaluated, right? They were valued at three point six billion dollars by Forbes, right? So okay, it's worth three. Nope, not worth three point six billion. Worth four point six billion because that was the winning bid. If the following teams were put up for bids, if they were going to be sold, again, they're not. There's no plan. I'm just saying. But if they were, all of these teams would go for more than $10 billion. The Cowboys, the New York Giants, the New York Knicks, probably more than $10 billion for the Knicks because you would buy Madison Square Garden as well. So that would get you into like 12 or $14 billion. And you get the Rangers, which would
7: get you into $14.1 billion. Uh, the Lakers. <laughs> Especially after tonight's big yeah. loss, and now they're no longer in the driver's seat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Lakers and the Yankees. All of those teams would go for it. The winning bids would come in at north of $10 billion. Cowboys, New York Giants, Knicks, Lakers, Yankees. All would come in over ten billion dollars, and it wouldn't even be close. No one's going to come in going, Hey, we're going to bid seven bits. Get out of my house. Get out. You, you're not allowed in seven billion dollars for the Yankees. What are you? What, what are you, nickel and dimer? Get out of here. Get it. Go, go, go. You probably drove here in your own car. Just go. Just go. Just go. Ten billion. All those franchises will go for more than ten billion.
7: Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing to, to remember in all this, when we do these valuations and you and I have been doing this together long enough, uh, I've laughed at those Forbes lists every year and go back to, you know, the big story when Steve Ballmer paid what he did for the Clippers. And I was like, this is insane. I'm like, y- you, you have no idea what what's being unleashed here. Right, gonna build his own spot. It's an LA team. Oh, by the way, these are assets that don't come up into marketplace. Right? You can't just go down the street and say, you know what? I'd like an NBA franchise. No. You have to wait for some sort of succession line that Comes to an agreement and says you know what We can't you know, we don't want to do this Family business we watched what it did Or we, we it's too hands on Or we're not well versed in this we want To pursue other things cash out And move on like that doesn't happen Very often right right now We've got a, a weird space because you've Got a couple of teams that might Might go into the Donald Sterling hey you're forced To come to marketplace so it could be interesting Times in the NFL that way other than the purchase of Tepper Who uh, because of the Building of facilities His uh, real estate Part of things is in bankruptcy court Very shrewd move by him by the way uh, But it's the, the Idea that you have an Asset like this that comes up and, and I always chuckled at those valuations And in this case the math Actually works out to be like a buyer's premium If you had actually bought it uh, In a collectibles marketplace Sotheby's or Christie's Or any of those places like yes You've got a winner's premium of 20% That's about what this uh, math Equates to in in this regard So but but you you don't Have these guys and we know the game Keeps growing right we know The broadcast rights Keep growing for the NFL We see it for the NBA They're talking about tripling their Rights this next time from 24 Billion to like 79 Or 80 or whatever was the Last estimate so you know we're, we're Talking about really taking things to A whole other level so the cost of playing poker And to be part of the exclusive club Yeah, you're going to have to ante up right? It's a trading card coming to the marketplace And there, you, you've got a lot of people That want to collect Patrick Mahomes But there's only one Or in this case, there's only one Russell Wilson And you've got a bunch of super collectors Guess what? If they're all apprised that this thing has come to marketplace You can just sit back, sip a soda And watch them feed on each other As the auction in countdown Goes to zero And same thing here
1: you know what I'm surprised about? I'm gonna throw you I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you left turn on this because because I think this 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 part of it would be the next invention of it. You know, we we talk about making F them picks offers for guys in the NFL and NBA sure. all the time, right? Make an F them this is how you get Russell Wilson, this is how you get players, right? Make an F them picks offer. Right? You say, Hey, you're unhappy with your quarterback, or yeah, the quarterback is unhappy, but you say you're not trading him. What if we give you three first round picks, two seconds, two players, and a third round pick next year? Well we kind gonna have to do that deal because you make an F them picks offer because that's what Mm -hmm. it is you make an F them picks offer when a team is having difficulty for whatever reason but we're just going to come in so far over the top because you want that player you make an F them picks offer I wonder how come no one's made an F that money offer for some of the teams that I have just talked about Cowboys Yankees Knicks lakers how because you could say hey the lakers are a bus family they would never be sold but someone like jeff bezos could come in and say hey all right how about 25 billion dollars for the lakers because he, he could write a check for that tomorrow. And the Bus family would go, $25 billion? Uh, okay. James Dolan would say, I could just go on tour with my band for the rest of my life. Or well, $40 billion. I'll pay you $40 billion, and I want the Knicks, and I want Madison Square Garden, and I want the Rangers. Why? Because I can give you that kind of money. Because there's people on earth that want that. And, y- you know... People want to buy sports teams, but maybe it's not the team you want. Boy, I'd love to own the Yankees. You know, you got 50 billion dollars. Call, call, call uh, Steinbrenner. You know, call, call, say, hey, yeah, of course, yeah, $50 billion. Okay, the Yankees are yours, my friend. Doesn't matter because they have the money to do it. The ultra, 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 ultra rich could do it. And I'm surprised no one's done that yet. Someone who could buy, like Bezos could buy the entire NFL if he wanted to and still have all kinds of money <laughs> left over, right? It's like why, why nobody has done that yet to see if, hey, let me see if I can force my way, away, force this team out of you, and, I, and suddenly I can own the Lakers. I can own the New York Giants. I mean, I get it. it's a family of family 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 we run the team run the team uh but here is money beyond your wildest dreams
7: You know you what know? I I've always wondered if those haven't gone on behind closed doors and that we just don't get them to marketplace Right, that we don't have this back and forth and nonsense like uh, Musk and Twitter. Is he? Is he not? Is there a clause? Escape clauses, poison pills, disclosures—all of those things that blow it up, and it's nothing more than a media play for a month or two. But that you don't have uh, moguls in the background. I because mean, like we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the live. Golf league, right, and the seven events and the giant purses, or whatever. That's essentially what you have here, right? Vanity project to a degree. Whether it's they they see it as a legitimate business, I'm curious, but certainly it's a novelty of hey, we've got a lot of money, let's do something cool, right? Same thing could happen, you know, in the in the sports world behind closed doors, not with the 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 same level of acrimony and and clenching that we've had, certainly uh, fist clenching more than anything uh, these last couple of weeks as this comes to bear, but I would would certainly go down that road, right? You know, the blank those picks idea can be applied anywhere, right? You want to rest this, I'm holding a cool asset, a painting on my wall that you see when I do a Zoom call and you decide you like it? It's Ted DiBiase, man. Everybody's got a price. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's emotional attachment to a lot of stuff. Right. And obviously, if it's a family business like the McCaskies in Chicago and all that stuff, the Hallis slash McCaskies, that you would, you know, it would cost a little more. But that's where the premiums come in. It's like, all right, we understand the longevity. We understand the history. And that's all massaged behind the scenes. Right. In owners boxes over a long period of time saying, hey, what's the plan as blah, blah, blah goes on? You know, the the daughter, the son, the grandkids, whatever, may not want part of it. But I would not be surprised to see some more details of things of, light, of that nature in the future. I will have you note in that latest Forbes, just to really make sure people understand that I think I brought you towards where I am in the valuation world, the Cowboys were estimated at just $6.5 billion. No, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Why, no, no, why but I'm just saying, like, in terms of what they put in that yeah. book. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. come on. It's like, well, really how are not. how are you calculating this?
1: Hey, Jerry, I can't get you 6.5, but how about 6.37 billion? Fra-
7: no, it'd be 20. But, like, yeah, that's, a be- tw- that's a $20 billion franchise if yeah. you want oh, to kidding? Jerry Jones.
1: And just, like, why hasn't Elon Musk said, oh, forget it. I'm not going to buy Twitter. I want to buy the Lakers. Or I'm going to go buy the Knicks. Here's 44. Hey, James Dolan, here's $44 billion for the
7: Knicks. Do I I go for the low-hanging fruit in the joke world? Because he's a nerd.
1: (laughs) But guys with that kind of money, I want to buy this team. I'm going to go, here's $44 billion. And it doesn't even really cut into my net worth because my net worth is, you know, $200 billion.
7: You know, I mean. You can always be over the luxury tax. Sure. You want to talk about putting together Uh, one of the all-time craziest teams.
1: You, you, that's going to happen one We're day. We're going to have Russ Somebody and listen. Kyrie you listen. and LeBron. <laughs> and Somebody's going to do that one day. Some kid who's going to grow up a huge fan of a team is going to be not like like a triple hedge fund guy, whatever, and be worth like hundreds of billions of dollars and is going to buy his favorite team and is going to go out every year in free agency and buy all the best players. But you're paying the luxury tax. What do I care? I'm paying five hundred million dollars in a luxury tax. I'm worth two hundred and fifty billion dollars. I could do that, and somebody's going to do that, and, and make everybody mad in sports, and everybody's going to be so irate. Watch, that's going to happen someday. What do you got, Frostberg?
7: I'll buy the bets just to tank them. <laughs> <laughs> just to sell it, what, off what the players. Did, what did he do? He put a bow on Scherzer and walked him to the other dugout. What, do, what are we doing? <laughs> And I notice how
1: is walking his dog with his left hand. It's, it's, so it's not there. Ooh, that's uh, a whole other story. Watched. They did I'm a bunch you. of dog
7: adoptions in the wake of his uh, dog bite story. So Aww, good, good on That him.
1: was really nice. That was nice. Uh, but there you go. Broncos, $4.5 All those franchises go more than $10 billion, But I'd really like to see someone make an F that money offer. <laughs> Russell <laughs> Wilson's like,
7: sale. how fast does this go through? Because I want my raise <laughs> now. Ah. I,
5: want, I want my extension. Let's go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
7: Hey, it's me,
9: Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, Uh, good evening, my friends. I I wish I had a good report for you on Pete uh, at the moment. There is just concern, though, because as I watched that replay back, Jason, it did not look good. It did not sound good, and so I wish I could tell you that all is well and he'll be back in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, but I I can't say that, nor can I offer you any sort of reassurance on Starling Marte as well. Of course, both Alonzo and Marte leaving tonight's game in San Diego before the ball game was two innings. Old. And so I, I have seen the Mets play in person, Jason. I don't want to be uh, dubbed as being responsible for this hex on the team because I've seen them play before. They've been playing great when I've been in the ballpark, but now all of a sudden I show up to San Diego They don't have a hit yet, and two of their better players are out tonight. So uh, So get the hell out of San Diego.
1: Get to the airport and get out of San Diego. Get in a car and get out. I'll send an Uber for you to get you out of the San Diego town limits. Everything was fine until you showed up.
9: Uh, I know, and and there was even a a misplay by McNeil in the outfield. I mean, it's been it been a little interesting so far, but I, I'm, I'm going to try to turn things around for you and, and hope to have better tidings for you by the time tomorrow's game happens. I mean, Listen, I'm excited about being out here. I realize the Angels have been their own story for a while with the Madden firing, but we've got a fun matchup tomorrow night. Chris Bassett, Sean Minaya, a couple former Oakland teammates pitching against each other there in San Diego, so it should be a lot of fun.
7: All right, we'll get back to that that series and and Jason's uh, sadness uh, in a moment, JP. But last week I asked you about Joe Girardi and his job stability. Yesterday with Smith, I joked, "Hey, when did JP on again?" Because I want to ask him about Madden, how quickly he's getting fired. And then this morning, boom, there it is. Yeah, my goodness, uh,
9: it, it's it's so interesting. I suppose where the Angels have found themselves because I, I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I was pretty optimistic about where the Angels were going. And they have not won a game since then. And, of course, they, they may win one today, obviously, but it is it is really a dramatic turn of events. And and I guess with Madden, obviously he's in the last year of his deal, so from that standpoint there was at least some degree of of concern about what his future looked like. But he obviously was the man hired by Artie Moreno. He won a World Series with this team as a coach 20 years ago, and I realized 20 years ago is is maybe not so valuable anymore, and and you have to to talk about the team now, and and Darren Erstad ain't walking through that door, and and this team is just not – they're not performing. And so in a vacuum, if a team loses 12 games in a row – The coach is in trouble, or the manager is in trouble in this sport. And I think that's exactly what's happened here, where Joe Madden just simply could not present enough explanation to the front office about why he needed to keep the job or deserve to keep the job, and they made a change. And listen, Phil Nevin has been around this game for a long time. He had a really good playing career of his own. He's been on some very, very good teams as a coach. I think he deserves it. He deserves the opportunity because Joe Madden simply could not find a way to get this team corrected. And, and if Anthony Rendon were healthy, if Taylor Ward were healthy, would this team be in a better place? Sure, but 12 losses in a row, 12 losses in a row. And I think at this point in time uh, it made sense to make the change. And even though it, it maybe was one that was surprising just given Joe's pedigree as a manager and having won the World Series six years ago, again, I'm, I'm using the clause years ago. The World Series in the, with the Angels was 20 years ago, the Cubs six years ago, and, and they need to win a game yesterday.
1: You know, I say this, JP, and we watch Madden lose his cool with a a reporter the other day over the effort level of the Angels, and certainly you can talk about some of his pitching moves that work out. And, And I tell you, I always come down to two things. If a manager wants to keep his job through wins and losses, right, wins and losses are irrelevant as long as he does two things. He exudes calm and confidence number 1 and he makes successful he makes decisions that make a successful bullpen like his, his bullpen decisions come out successfully because if you can exude calm and confidence okay great we we know everything is going okay we got to get the guys to play but if you do that and you make sure that your bullpen is successful, you can keep your job because that's what everybody will go to. This, anything, else, anything else can be explained away. If, you're, if your cleanup batter is, is hitting 220, well, that's his fault. Uh, if you're starting pitching, well, that's their fault. But if you're bringing in the wrong relievers and they're giving up runs, that's on the ma- – it's never on the reliever. It's always on the manager. And when those two things you can do – hey, if you make the right moves your bullpen, common confidence, you will get time to sort things out and keep your – your job, but those two things are what's going to wind up that kill every manager going forward. Those two things.
9: Well, I think that's that's a fair way to say it and obviously the bullpen I'll make this point. It's a third of the roster and in some cases even more than that. It's a third of your team and if you're not managing a third of your team successfully, you leave yourself vulnerable. The other thing is, I, I think when you talk about the 12 losses in a row for the Angels Joe Madden probably looking back on it lost his job during that series against the Blue Jays when they lost three games in a row, all one-run games, with a the, with the reliever being the losing pitcher every single time. And I think when you really go back and, and, and write the epitaph on what happened with Joe Madden with the Angels, it was that series, And that was, by the way, before all the position players were out. Uh, I mean, They, they had a, a better compliment. There was one really high-scoring game that just got away from them. It just – he I, – I, I'm not going to say that he lost the clubhouse because I think that would just not be – Fair to say, but I think he had not been effective in the job the last two weeks. How could you say that he was? And, and I think at, the, at this point, what the Angels are looking at is a very attainable playoff spot. I mean, it is it is a spot that they can win. I mean, they've let Boston pass them by, and, and Boston looked really sluggish early on in the season. They basically just gifted it back to them. So there's there's still time. I think in many ways. This move, actually, and I think the Phillies' move was logical, too, in its own way. But this move in its own way is almost even more logical because... The playoff berth is right in front of them. Like, it should not, and, and they had it in their hands. The Phillies have never really gotten going all season long. The Angels were, and they just lost it. And I think to your point, the, the bullpen performance, and and listen, we have seen poor performances by Loop and Tapera in the last little while, and even Iglesias too, and it's not just necessarily on them in the last week. It's decisions leading up to it, and if you didn't manage your bullpen properly in April or the early part of May, the bill comes due at some point. And I think just for Madden, it came due at the wrong time and cost him his job.
7: Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio on the hotline with us as he joins us each and every week. MLB Network, NHL Network, and join the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, as well. It's our buddy John Paul Morosi at John Morosi, where you find him on Twitter. J O N M O R O S I. Leave out the H because mom said so. All right, so as we, <laughs> we get into June and, and cruising along as we are, uh, we talked, uh, Jason and I, a little bit earlier about hater games. Given up his first runs uh, of the season, JP. Uh, month three, surprise, biggest surprise in the game beyond the uh, the firing of these managers. Is there a team that folks should wake up on that we've been napping?
9: Well, I, I'll, I'll say this, uh, the Padres, I mean, we're going to see them tomorrow night uh, for our game and our broadcast, w- w- why I'm out here. I mean, for me, this team is is quietly having a very, very strong season. Uh, there has been obviously a lot of talk about the Dodgers in their same division. But right now the Padres are are utilizing and utilizing with success a six-man rotation uh, as they've now brought Mike Clevenger back into the rotation on a more consistent basis. So I, I'm really impressed by the way they've done all of this without Fernando t- Deese Jr., who should be back I think probably before the end of June or early July. So to me, the, the quiet success of this team has really stood out in, in a very, very positive way. And I think in the American League, the Twins, with, with what they've done, and, and again, Correa has been just okay by his standards, and he's missed a fair amount of time here due to a COVID IL placement. I, I think with him coming back, the White Sox will see if they get going. But for me, the most surprising first-place team in the American League right now, in perhaps all of baseball, I would say is is the Minnesota Twins, and then the uh, and again in the, in the National League, the way the Padres have played, you know, the, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're, they're basically the same team they've been with, with, with a little bit of a change in cast the last few years. Uh, obviously, Muncy hasn't been himself, but the rest of the group has been. It's just the Padres, for me, being as strong as they've been is, is a really noteworthy story. It's just they're, they're overshadowed by the success of the Dodgers.
1: See, I thought you were going to say the most surprising thing of the first uh, third of the season was me getting my ALMVP prediction right, because I said Aaron Judge. It's going to be Aaron Judge. It's not even going to be close. I
9: I think we can uh, close the polls, count the ballots, (laughs) all the precincts are in. It it, it is election night somewhere, right? It's a Tuesday, so there's a primary going on somewhere. I think we can. uh, this is more than the primary on Judge. It might well be the, the general election.
1: You can follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi. Uh, and if someone wants to pick him up and give him a ride out of San Diego so things can go better for the Mets, I think that would be fine. Uh, I claim JP. responsibility. <laughs> it is
9: all my fault, my friend.
1: Thank you. But at least the Mets got a hit, so we're not getting no hit tonight. They did. So, so I don't appearing have to with us tonight, over to the
9: ballpark and do, uh, <laughs> and do live no hitter coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's good to know. I'll, I'll uh, keep chilling out right here.
1: <laughs> thanks so much, JP.
9: As always, buddy, we'll talk all to you. All the best, guys. Thank you so much. See you, buddy. All right.